We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Today, guys, we're going to be talking the Indianapolis Colts versus the Las Vegas Raiders game preview. Today, I have Kenny King from Real Talk on Blue Wire Pods. How are you today, my friend? Doing good, Derek. How's it going? Not too bad, man. Uh, I wish I could say the same thing for my team, and I'm sure you could probably say the same thing for (laughs) yours. Uh, I mean, we all know the issues surrounding the Indianapolis Colts right now, and that's just the fact that the offense for the Indianapolis Colts has been a total letdown this year in every aspect. Uh, I mean, I feel like I can almost say the same thing for your offense. Yeah. Uh, what's What's been going on? You know, I mean, you guys, your guys' record is nowhere near what I thought the Raiders were going to be this year. You know, they brought in Devontae Adams and – You know, there was this whole grandstand that they could have one of the best offenses in the entire AFC West. And it really just hasn't been anything like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's kind of one hit after another, right? You you bring in Devontae Adams, you think that that's gonna blow up. You've got, you know, you re-sign Darren Waller to a big contract, you re-sign Hunter Renfro to a big contract. Offensive line is kind of shaky, but the offensive line was shaky last year. You know, you've got Josh Jacobs, so you deny his fifth year option, but he's playing like a man possessed trying to get a contract. Mm-hmm. And then you look at this team and you see, okay, this team is two and six. Uh, they're at the bottom of the AFC West. You have Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller just go out on the IR. Mm-hmm. You have Devontae Adams, who is is balling. I mean, he's got seven touchdowns on the season. Um, but then you look at these games where you've got three games where the Raiders have a 17-0 lead, and then at halftime they forget how to play football, or Josh McDaniels forgets how to coach football, or kind of a little bit of both, right? And I think mm-hmm. what we're seeing is we're seeing a little bit of Josh McDaniels' ego taking advantage of this roster and limiting Derek Carr and what he's able to do as a quarterback and also limit these guys and what they can do as an offense. Um, because this team, on paper, they should be, I mean, at the worst, they should be 5-3. and three. At the very best, they should, I mean, they could, they really could be undefeated if they if they really put everything together. But um, it, it's been really disappointing to see. Um, and, you know, quite frankly, it's, it, everybody wants to see him turn around. Everybody wants to see this team. And, I mean, and the other thing is when we look around, around the AFC West, you've got three other teams, well, actually two other teams that are kind of 
you know, in that same place. And it, it's, it all comes down to coaching. You've got Hackett over in, in, in Denver who, you know, we don't know what's going on over there. And then you've got Staley who's making crazy decisions in, in Los Angeles, but luckily the Chargers are pulling out some wins. Yeah, uh, it, it's definitely been a wild ride. And, you know, I've been saying it with my friends that we thought that the way Josh McDaniels is handling this team, we didn't think his tenure was going to last till the end of the season. Uh, like, explain a little more to me on the job that Josh McDaniels is doing. Obviously, we all said, it, I said before the season started, either Josh McDaniels is going to take this team over the top or he's going to run it into the ground. Yeah. And right now, it feels like uh, running it into the ground. What What has Josh McDaniels been doing that's just kind of held this team back, as you said? For me, it's, I mean, some of the things that I'm seeing, it's kind of the the boneheaded place or the boneheaded calls. You know, you look at the second half of the the Jaguar game. Raiders are up 17-0. You go in the halftime. They're, I mean, they're throwing the ball at will. They can, they Derek's throwing to Devontae all day. Second half of the game, they come out and they start running the ball. Now, you you run the ball the whole game. You're you're throwing the ball the first half. You're 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 up. You're winning, and then all of a sudden you decide to play conservatively and start running the ball. That's one of the things. And then when you finally stop running the ball, it's a third and two. Then you want to throw a pass when you've got one of the best running backs in the league who can get you two yards. So it's just a lot of boneheaded calls where it just doesn't make sense. And one of the things that I've noticed is that Derek Carr has previously had autonomy at the line of scrimmage to change out of plays and the audible out of plays. And we're not seeing that this year. So I think that that's one of the things that's kind of holding them back. I get it. Josh McDaniels wants to put his system in place and he wants to put his stuff out there. But at the same time, you know, you gotta let you gotta let your athletes play, and if you have athletes out there that can make plays, and go out there and do it. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, the it's weird because, like you said, the production has not matched with the level of talent that this team actually has. I mean, Derek Carr, what completing sixty two percent of his passes, eighteen hundred and eighty yards. By all means, not terrible, but it certainly isn't the numbers that I think some people were expecting from him yeah. due to, like you said, I mean, Devontae Adams is a walking hundred yard guy any single week. If you just get him the football, yep. uh, 11 touchdowns to five interceptions, like you said, 17 sacks. I mean, I just look at it from that perspective of looking at what Matt Ryan did his first seven games. Obviously Matt Ryan might get benched for the whole rest of the year, but even Matt Ryan has like over 200 more yards He's got almost the same number of touchdowns, but he's been sacked double the amount of times, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and the completion percentage for Matt Ryan's also been a full 6% higher. So he's been even more accurate. I mean, do you think that the Josh McDaniel system has more to blame with that? Or do you think Derek Carr may not be as like, just as in sync with everybody as uh, what everyone expected? Because, you know, yeah, he has the connection with Devonte, but you know, Waller's been out for half the year. Renfro's been having issues. You know, it feels like he's like losing a lot of his uh, guys every week. Typically, I would say, you know, if it was if it was a new quarterback in a new system, then I would say maybe. But given the fact that Derek has done this year in and year out with new guys every year, I mean, you had Nelson Aguilar who came in and had a thousand yard season. You had Hunter Renfrew who had a thousand yard season last year. You had Zay Jones who got himself a big contract off of the season that he had. Jared Cook. I mean, the list goes on and on of guys that, that got paid um, by being with Derek Carr for a season. And so 
you know, you look at the you look at the one variable, and the one variable is Josh McDaniels. I think that system is, and, and Devontae's gone on gone on record to say it. Darren Waller's gone on record to say it that their system is basically like Mandarin, learning Mandarin, and Mandarin is one of the hardest languages in the world to learn. So when you're going from you know knowing something and doing this to to everybody trying to be on the same page, you know, and for me watching the games, you just see guys that are in that are out of position. I've seen Tay out of position. I've seen Renfro out of position. I've seen you know Foster Moreau out of position. So it's all these guys just in different spots where they're not supposed to be. We saw it in the Chiefs game where Renfro and Wall or Renfro and Tay ran into each other. You wouldn't normally see that in a regular game, or you wouldn't normally see that previously. And so I think it's a lot of guys just not being on the same page. Derek is Derek being one of them. You know, I think that, you know, Derek expects his receivers to be in one spot. The receivers expect to be in another spot. And I think it, it really comes down to this is week eight. And you guys need to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, going into the wide receivers here, I mean, it, it's also weird looking at Devonte Adams's numbers because you know, seven touchdowns on 48 receptions. I mean, that's very impressive to say the least in the touchdown category, but he's been targeted 85 times this year. And he's, that's almost double the next leading uh, targets that you guys have. And it's just weird because only 48 receptions on 85 targets. I mean, literally he's only catching half the balls that are thrown his direction. It Mm -hmm. seems odd because Explain that to me because 48 receptions on 85 targets, either that means there's an insane drop problem or Derek Carr's just not getting the football to him very efficiently. Which one is it right now? It's the, it's the latter. So it's the latter. So he's getting, he's, he's not really dropping. I think he has a total of maybe, I think I would say three or four drops in the season. And I, I believe they all came last week against the Jags. Um, it's, it's really, it's the efficiency. And I think that we're seeing it with, with car across the board right now is that that efficiency isn't there. I think the other thing too, is, you know, you take into account the chiefs game where there are two, uh, two passing or two pass interference that were called uh, that were thrown to Tay. So those are two passes there. Uh, he uses tail a lot in those jump balls to, to get that pass interference. Um, there's some where Tay is kind of inadvertently the the guy who's marked down as a receiver who's who the ball's supposed to go to when it's not actually Tay. Um, but yeah, I mean the number's inflated, but at the same time, there is definitely an efficiency issue. And I think that the execution on all levels of the on all levels of the team, offense, defense, coaching, special teams, it's it's off the board right now. Yeah, so you mentioned it at the top of the show, Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller both going to the IR. You know, both guys that Hunter Renfro, who killed us last year, uh, (laughs) was pretty much the reason why the Raiders won the game was Hunter Renfro. You know, that's a huge loss for you guys, both of them. I mean, outside of Devontae, going up against this Indianapolis defense, which by all accounts has practically been a top 10 defense right on the fringe there. Who do you think needs to step up in the receiving department for uh, the Raiders in order to win this game against the defense. This is going to be a game where you're going to see Matt Collins and Foster Moreau step up. I know Foster had a good game against you guys a couple years back. I think 2020 was the year um, where he had a couple good plays, um, but he's going to be a guy that's going to have to step up. He's been continuously stepping up. Um, Jacob Hollister is going to get involved in the passing game a little bit more. We just picked him up off the Vikings practice squad, uh, but Matt Collins is going to be that guy who's going to be that number two target, who's going to be the guy who's really going to have to step up and is going to fill into that slot role and, and be that the new Hunter Renfro. 
Uh, yeah, Josh Jacobs, I mean, fantastic year that he's having. Like you said, I think he is trying to play his way into a new contract, whether that be with the Raiders or with somebody else here shortly. I mean, averaging five and a half yards uh, per carry right now, which yeah. I think total yardage, I think he's up there in the top six right now. I mean, he's been phenomenal. Uh, we There's been a couple games where he has really taken over, especially uh, as of recently. Uh, this Colts defense that you're going to be facing, I mean, they got some real big studs uh, there in the middle of the field. You know, you got Grover Stewart, who's been probably the best defensive tackle at stopping the run of any defensive tackle in the league. Uh, DeForest Buckner, everyone knows his name. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Quiddy Pay, who just came back from injury, he was a huge boost to uh, the Colts' run defense this last week against the Patriots. How confident are you in the Raiders being able to attack this front of the Indianapolis Colts, which excels at stopping the run? I'm confident about what they can do against the run just because of the fact of, of the way that the offensive line schemes and the off, way the offensive line matches up in the blocking. Um, I think that it's it's they're going to have to start out early and start out, you know, just get off the bat with it. Um, where I'm going to be looking at mostly is not going to be in the running game. I think that the Raiders will be able to establish a run early is what the, happens in the passing game. Um, I'm, I'm really curious. I got my eyes on, on Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, he had, he, you know, he left us last, you know, we let him go, uh, after last season. I didn't like the move. He obviously he followed Gus Bradley to where, you know, to where Gus went. We saw that coming. Um, but you know, he, he said that he's going to make the Raiders pay. So my eye is going to be on him to see if he actually does try to make the Raiders pay. <laughs> It'll be very interesting. Uh, I'll say this just for you guys. If if anything, I think the one route that you guys need to run the most in this game, or at least capitalize a few times, is running a halfback slip screen with Josh Jacobs. It it's worked. It's the one play that has worked time and time again against the Indianapolis Colts defense. <laughs> it seems to be the only thing that we just seem to not to be able to stop. Uh, so that so that that for you guys is like tight ends for us. Yeah, <laughs> it sucks. It sucks because it, it happens once or twice a game. Somebody they run a freaking screen. It seems like the Colts figured it out, but then they get one block and then it's like a 20, 25, 30 yard gain that just ruins a drive. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. Now going to the Colts offense and then the Raiders defense. Uh, no secret. This Colts offensive line has been absolutely atrocious this year they're giving up an average of four sacks per game right now uh leading the league by a lot uh and the colts just fired their head coach frank reich so now they're going to be under a new direction in jeff saturday and how they're going to approach the game plan i have no idea but you know that front seven that you guys have i mean it's definitely a very solid one you know chandler jones Max Crosby, guys who are very well respected in the league for what they do. Uh, having Denzel Perryman in the middle, a very respected guy. I mean, I think that this is a defense that, you know, if they, what do you think the the Raiders defense needs to do in order to attack this Colts offensive line that's been struggling? Yeah, I mean, what the Raiders defense needs to do is this is this is a game where the Raiders defense can build their confidence back. Um, you know, Max has been he's been having a solid season and he's been, you know, put quietly putting up numbers and, and quietly getting pressure still. Um, this is an opportunity for Chandler Jones to kind of have a, a come into, you know, come to Jesus game where he actually 
earns his earns his contract. To be quite frank with him, with you, um, you know where I look at you know some some areas of opportunity is for some of these young guys to step up at linebacker. We had Blake Martinez who just retired. We had Divine Diablo just go out on the injured reserve list. Um, so these young guys are going to be stepping up. Denzel Perryman may not play. Um, so those are going to be the big question marks there is who's going to come in uh, linebacker. You're going to have guys that are coming in off the practice squad, um, two, three-day practices. Um, so that's going to be a big question mark there. You know, the defensive tackles, uh, Bilal Nichols and Neil Farrell Jr. Or, I'm sorry, Neil Farrell Jr., those are guys that are going to have to get after and they're going to have to put some pressure up the middle, um, especially if Jonathan Taylor plays. I saw that he practiced full full go today. Um, and so that's going to be the big question mark is if he, if he's there Sunday, I know that's going to be your guys' number one game plan. And the Raiders have to prepare for that. If he doesn't go, then the question is, you know, what are the Raiders going to do? And that's where Max and Jones just have to tee off and just get after it. Um, and hopefully these guys, you know, have a good day on defense. Yeah, I wish I could say Jonathan Taylor's impact would be immediately felt when he comes out there, but this whole season has just not been that way. It's been you know, strange, Jonathan yeah. Taylor has a few good plays every game, but nothing compared to what we saw last year. Just because yeah. the offensive line just is incapable of gaining a push right now on anything. And Jonathan Taylor's trying to improvise because there's just nowhere to run. You know, I mean, he's sometimes having to dance behind the line, trying to hit a hole that's not there or just has to say, screw it. Just run through the one hole he has and gets like four or five yards. Maybe, you know, yeah. it's been very difficult to watch. So we'll see how that goes. But when you're with your secondary uh, Rocky scene that you guys had, we obviously traded for in order to get Yannick Ngakwe brought over here. Um, how, how has he been? Because I Rock's know a lot of yeah. Station was upset that he was gone. Yeah, I mean, Rock's been having a solid season. I mean, I think he at one point he was a top five shutdown corner. Um, he's you know he's been he's been quietly playing, having a good season. He's not allowing a lot of deep passes. Um, you know, he was playing really well, especially when he was alongside of Nate Hobbs. Obviously, Nate Hobbs is out on injury reserve right now. Uh, big blow to our defense. Um, Anthony Averett stepped in as a starter last week. I think Amik Robertson may be coming in to, to take him at Averett's spot. Um, but Rock has been – he's been playing really well. I've been really impressed with what he did. I, I followed him a lot at Temple. I'm a Temple guy, so, um, you know, I followed him when he was at Temple, and I liked what he did, and I wanted the Raiders to draft him. So I'm excited that he's a Raider now. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so just going real quickly into uh, – is there a matchup – for your secondary that you're looking at when it comes to the Colts wide receiver and tight end group. Cause you know, Michael Pittman, you know, coming on as a potential number one, you know, Alec Pierce, who we drafted in the draft this year, he has definitely been solid whenever we decide to get him involved. Uh, Paris Campbell has been coming on really strong lately uh, with putting on some good performances. Is there any matchup that you're looking at that you'll be keeping your eye on? I'm going to watch that Pittman and uh, Rocky Yassin matchup. I think that's probably going to be the marquee one of the day. Um, seeing these guys battle, obviously they've gone against each other in practice. They know what they can do. They know each other's strengths and tendencies. They know each other's weaknesses. Um, so if one of them can exploit it, then they will be able to do so. Uh, so I think that's going to be the one that we're going to look at. Awesome. Uh, special teams wise, how are you guys oh. doing when it comes to uh, – Kick and field goals and kickoffs and and kick returns stuff like that. 
So as far as our kicking teams, we have the best kickers in the league. Um, no, no, but honestly, like one of the things, one of the things that the Raiders do pride themselves on is having some of the best kickers in the league. Um, I mean, going back to you know Leckler and Chan- or Leckler and Janikowski, uh, and now with AJ Cole and Daniel Carlson. Carlson's, I think, on pace right now to break the all-time uh, consecutive kicks record. I think he's at 43 right now. Uh, I mean, he's just been lights out. He was big, huge for us last year, came a big force in the last game of the season last year where we ended up beating the Chargers and make the wild card. Um, he, and he's been a big part of the Raiders, you know, Raiders team. Um, A.J. Cole is great. He's a guy who can, you know, pin the ball back. Where the issue is, is the – the coverage teams, the kickoff, the kickoff team and the kick return, sorry, the kickoff team, the kick return team, the punt team, all of those coverage teams just aren't that good. They're not solid. Um, and then on the punt return team, you now lose your punt returner and Hunter Renfro going out on the injured reserve list. So I don't even know who's going to return a punt. It's probably going to be Amir Adula or DJ Turner. So those say, are the, I know uh, our lad says that it's going to be Keelan Cole that'll return. Yeah. So, that. yeah. And so the Raiders, I mean, and that's the problem is the Raiders don't really have that speed. You know, last year we lost Henry Ruggs. Um, you lose that speed. We had Deshaun Jackson. He obviously, we let him go. He went to Baltimore. Um, the Raiders don't really have that speed. Tyrone Johnson, they, they waved to him as well. So um, there's not that guy that can just break things open. And so that's going to be the biggest question uh, as far as the kicking. Like I said, the kicking PATs, the field goals, those are good. The punts are good. It's just the coverage on those teams. Cool. All right. Well, I always like to end these uh, with a final score prediction. So why don't you go ahead and give me your score prediction for this game? Oh God. I'm going to tell you right now, if the, Ra- if the Raiders lose to a, Coach who's never coached in the National Football League, who's never coached at the, at the collegiate ranks, was what three and five in high school, and a third string quarterback. I, I swear I will lose my mind, but I'm <laughs> look. I gotta go Raiders. Obviously, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say twenty four seventeen Raiders. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate because I've been in this boat where I've literally been. I don't think I've picked the Colts to win a game since week four <laughs> on this channel uh and everyone always hates the fact that i do that but i have to be realistic i just i don't see a situation where the colts who are giving up four sacks a week are gonna find a way to win against anyone so and like you said sam ellinger is a third string quarterback that yeah. is only playing in his third game and now he has to uh readjust how he plays the game with a new offensive staff at this point. So uh I think it's going to be 24 to 20. Uh that's pretty much where I'm going with it. Uh I- I'm surprised that I'm even saying that we'll score <laughs> 20 considering the fact that we just had 121 yards of offense last week. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the maybe the enthusiasm of Jeff Saturday gets them to maybe want to play harder. Hey, Jeff got me fired up. Yeah, he, he has a <laughs> lot of Colts Nation fired up. Yeah, um, that's for sure. I, I think he's handled that situation uh, very well with everything going on. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, hey, man, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, helping me out with this. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, Guys, let us know your thoughts in the comments on this game. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.